Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Passive Income Examiner. We're doing a a series here on how to break free from that night five and really branch out. So I last week spoke about break free from the worker bee mindset because, you know, really it all starts right here between our ears. This week, I want to talk to you about those of you who are the primary breadwinner or maybe your job is hosting the insurance for the family. So in my group, I have a Facebook group, which of course you're welcome to join. It's called uh, Escape Your 9 to 5. It's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash escape your 9 to 5 and the 9 and 2 and 5 are numbers. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, and what you can, what I posted in that group, you know, what what's holding you back from your 9 to 5? And you know what people said? Two things, money, obviously. (laughs) Some of them also said that they're the insurance uh, person in their family. So I want to kind of start start by telling you a little bit about my journey because I also was the primary or have been the primary breadwinner for the last 10 years, and I still am, as well as I was the one with the job with insurance. So I want to kind of tell you how I broke free from that and know that Uh, Everything I tell you is just my experience and my story, and I want to kind of give you that as some inspiration to help you and give you some ideas, things that I've done along the way, but also know that it's not maybe for everybody, and I get that. Some people have special needs kids or severe medical conditions, and there's just some difficulties in the system to to break free from that. So respectfully, I, I appreciate where you're at, and I apologize if I can't be of use in that way, but maybe I can. So I encourage you to still listen because uh, you never know what what new doors could open and new possibilities. All right. Well, I'll start by telling you this. And and it's kind of an interesting side story because it's one of those things that um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I know I've told others about it. To me, escaping the rat race, as we might say, is a lot like birthing a child. If you think about it, really anytime you have a new dream and you chase after it, it is that same process because let's be honest, we don't decide, Oh, like I'm talking big dreams. I'm not saying like, Oh, I dream, you know, to go to the ice cream store tomorrow, (laughs) that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like big dreams, breaking free from the rat race, a total lifestyle change, health and fitness goals are big ones. Um, moving across the country like we did. All of these big, hairy, audacious goals that are scary, intimidating. There is definitely a birthing process that goes along with that. I remember when we did our move, I remember telling my husband, man, this feels a lot like our fifth child. feels like we're creating this. Um, And really breaking free from the nine to five has been another child. (laughs) The good news about these kind of children, though, is, you know, there's less maintenance. <laughs> once, it happens, once they're here, it's, it's the opposite. There's more maintenance leading up to it, right? 
Um, but the experience is like that. So for any females listening who've gone through or experienced childbirth, you really will understand. And for men, you kind of can get the gist of it because basically it's like this, you know, expansion and contraction as you get closer to your goal. And why am I talking about birthing when we're talking about leaving your nine to five? Well, because you are literally transitioning from a way of life to a completely new way of life. And there's a lot that goes into that. It doesn't just happen overnight. I suppose it can. I mean, there are people who lose their job and then figure it out and don't go back and heaven to to those people be those people because, um, I couldn't have done that. Like it just, I would have been in just too much of a panic state to think clearly and to build a business from that vibration. So for me, I had to do this in my own way and in my own time as we all do. So with that all being said, I want you to know that my story has a lot of those expansion and contraction moments. And uh, there were many times I left a job, uh, tried my hand at something new and then ended up back in a job. But rather than tell you my entire life story, because I'm sure you're not that interested, I want to start with around 2017 when I was breaking free from my major corporate job, right? I was making really good money. I had a job I liked. I worked with people I liked. I was in my element. I knew what I was doing. I mean, really well. And for every reason, I had a nice house. I mean, I had it all. Like I was there. But I wasn't satisfied with the idea of working there for the next 20 years. And I still remember to this day when my GM pulled me aside and said something like, hey, I can't wait to work with you for another 20 years. And I just was like, oh, I don't see myself here for 20 years. I just didn't. And it never dawned on me. Like I was stuck in the rat race, right? I was taking it one day at a time and I was ready to get out of that. So what did I do? Well, I sucked it up in that moment. I certainly didn't say to him, oh, no, no, I'm doing this. I'm leaving. I can't do this for 20 years. No, I just simply kept quiet. But I did talk to my husband and that's when we made our dream of moving to another state. So the plan was that I would quit my job when the time was right and we would move and he was going to be the primary breadwinner. Well, I remember putting in my notice um, and letting my general manager know the same one who told me he wanted to work with me for 20 years. Uh, I, I remember when I told him, I mean, he was crushed. He was like, are you kidding? No, I don't, you know, but we got through it and it was very scary. So let's talk about that experience because that just leading up to that alone is something that people could be wondering, well, how did you do it? And what was your plan? And how did you have so much faith. What were you going to do? Now, there's a couple really important things that I want to talk about. Number one, we had a good savings. We had used a lot of the money from uh, that I had been earning over those years to save. And we had a good savings. Plus, when we sold our house, we had some money to live on. So we were not going to be destitute when we arrived in our new location. That was very important. We had time to get settled, had time for a husband to get a job and whatever. Do you have podcasting questions? Are you looking for a community where you can learn and grow as a podcaster? Hi, I'm Greg, creator of Indie Drop-In Network. Join me and Jeff Townsend, AKA the Indie Podcast Father, on Twitter Spaces every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for Podcasting Power Hour. Every week we are joined by experts on different aspects of podcasting to help the community learn and grow as creators. We tackle questions from podcasters at every level. Just go to podcastingpowerhour.com for links to the space and to hear previous episodes. 
That's podcastingpowerhour.com. However, we were moving to a small town. So it's not like there's big companies here and there's big jobs. There's just not. So we were just going to figure it out. This was what is important to us. We really felt strongly that God was calling us here and we followed that uh, intuition. And I think for many, that's probably something that makes me different than a lot of people is I believe that my gut is guiding me more than at my head. So I take a chance when it tells me what to do. And I trust that things are going to work out. You know, even when we left, I had a lot of family that was like, I don't want you. You'll see when you get ready to make a change, there's always going to be people and experiences that come up that um, are almost, it almost seems as though it's intentionally there to hold you back from your goal. And uh, here, this isn't the case, uh, or excuse me, here, this was the case. I had my good aunt, my, my very close aunt is what I'm trying to say, tell me, reach out to me and just give me the ninth degree. Are you sure you want to do this? What if it doesn't work out? You're just taking all your kids. You're just making a big risk. Lindsay, think about this, et cetera. My only answer to her was, look, I moved out when I was 18. And I figured it out and I will do the same thing here, except I have a lot more life experience. So (laughs) that's going for me. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I hoped, I hoped nothing but be a mom. That was really my goal. And once we got up here after about a year, it turned out that I had to go back to work. Husband didn't find a job the way we had expected and it just didn't work out. So I go back to get my job and now I'm in a happy job. And you know what, working here was so different than in in Phoenix. It was laid back. It was relaxing hours. The job was easy. It covered the bills. I mean, there was really no reason to leave again. I even thought, man, I th- this feels like a job I could actually be at for at least 10 years until COVID happened. And when that happened and we were doing that at-home learning and working full-time, it really became a struggle as it did for many people. And I understand completely So many people um, understand what I'm going through, especially if you've been working full time, trying to do a side hustle, whatever the case may be, you're just burning the candle at every end. And then when COVID happened and we all were dealing with that, it was like the straw that broke all the camel's backs, right? Thankfully, some of us are getting back to schooling. I have never really gone to where I trust that everything's going to work out. And more importantly, I learned some valuable lessons through that. The big one was I saw how my family dynamic changed when everybody was home together. We were kinder to each other. We had more quality time. Um, There weren't very many bad habits coming home from school or the bus. Those kinds of things were really important. And I think our values were stronger. Our family values were stronger. And so I thought to myself, you know, I really prefer when my kids are home. So the next year, which was last year, we decided to keep three of the four home. My oldest is in eighth, was in seventh grade last year and wanted to go to school, but we kept the, the three home and I homeschooled after work. Okay. So I was working full time, homeschooling, trying to build up a business, something on the side. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in that place of trying to figure it all out. And then um, I just felt overwhelmed. I thought, you know, there's good things about this, but this can't continue the way I'm doing it. Something has to give. And what has to give is I need to be home with my kids. 
it was like a mommy instinct. It's just got to happen. It's what I've been called to do for years. It's the reason we moved in the whole nine yards. So um, I put in my notice. I told them actually what I asked for. And this is a good idea for you, especially if you're in a place where your business or your career is very, very valuable. You're maybe in a management position or leadership position of some sort. Give them some advance notice because it's not easy. I mean, coming from an employer, somebody who's had to hire and train people, it's not easy to fill those shoes in a fast fashion. So by giving them that extra time, the employers really respect that, which I did. I gave them a month notice. Uh, They didn't find somebody until the week before I left, but I did a crash six-day intensive training with her. I've stayed on call for her and for them if they need me for anything. Uh, And so that's been the journey that I've taken with them because it's, it's a local company that I respect and I respect the bosses. They were very good to me and my family, and I'm certainly not trying to harm anybody. Well, at the same time that, so that was one aspect of leaving uh, that kind of leaving on good terms is important. The second aspect of making that change is having a plan. And I didn't have quite the plan with my first adventure when we moved up here. I guess I shouldn't say that. I didn't have the plan in my brain. It wasn't my plan. It was my plan that my husband had a plan basically. And instead I've decided, okay, I'm relying on myself. This is what I'm going to do. I hired a business strategist before, like a couple months before I put in my notice and I started making a strategy, making a plan. And a hardcore strategy. This doesn't have to be rocket science. Making money from home isn't, um, I don't know, what am I trying to say? It's not as hard as we might make it think, make it sound, okay? It's just scary. It's scary to go on a limb and just have complete faith that something's going to work out. Well, I didn't leave on complete faith. I have at least two clients already signed. So I know I can do this. I know I can make something, right? And then I have things in the pipeline that I'm working on. But I was at that point where I knew I needed more time to work on my business before um, it could really start to grow. Because I was at this place where I couldn't be getting clients and servicing clients and working my job and starting the school because we were starting school again. It was never going to work out. So I took the leap And here I am. It's excited to tell you today was day one of our schooling at home. Uh, It's day one of me working at home full time. And uh, you can do it too. It's really, it's really possible. It really is. So have a plan. Uh, Have a cushion. I encourage that still. We still have a decent, you know, we've never had to touch our savings, thankfully. So make sure you always maintain a decent savings that keeps you comfortable and having that faith, because that's a huge, huge mindset thing is when you're trying to build a business from a place of need, like I need money right now. It just doesn't work. But when you have the means and you can relax and say, okay, I'm good. I can live for a couple months. Let me just focus on what I know I need to do and hire help. I really, really encourage people to reach out more and take the risk of investing in somebody. No business really starts from the ground up without you're either to start a business, you're really trading time or money to start. Okay. I've done network marketing companies where it's a low investment, but you still hustle, right? It's the same with any business you do. 
you either start with a low overhead and you're doing all the work or you start out with, um, you don't even need a lot of overhead, but you start out with an investment and you're doing less work. So either way, I encourage hiring somebody who's smart, who's been there, who's done what you want to do, who has the resources and the means to help you get where you want to go. I encourage that. Okay, so what we're talking about today is uh, letting go of your nine to five. So obviously a lot of it is just taking faith. You can hear that, I'm sure, in my story. Uh, then the, the other thing I want to talk about is health insurance, because that's something that holds a lot of people back too. And my story may be different from many others. We didn't have exciting health coverage to begin with. When I worked in the automotive industry, it was a fairly small company with under 300 employees. And it literally was costing us about $1,700 a month to have health coverage for my family of six. And that was with a $10,000 deductible. I never really did see any reason why I was going to spend that money. So I never invested in the insurance plan. I thought it was, quite frankly, a ripoff, just to be honest. And there's so many of them out there like that. But there are also good ones. And if you have very low um you have a low deductible and you have a low premium, it may be feeling even harder to do that, to, to leave that kind of cushion. Now, perhaps you might want to also consider a co-op. This is something that we've done where we invest monthly in a co-op and you still have to pay up front for medical bills, uh, typically, not necessarily always. So let me kind of give that caveat. You're on, you're responsible for the bills, but you don't have to pay the bills. So like, for example, if you have a major medical thing, typically you leave and you get all the bills later, right? Well, once you get the bills, you can turn them in and submit them for uh, repayment and then you pay your deductible. So that's kind of how a co-op works. And I find that to be a very good solution and it still gets you covered for medical, et cetera. Um, As I mentioned early on, that may not be something for everybody because uh, your needs, if they may not, you you may not find it to be valuable or you have very serious medical conditions. Also consider getting major medical as it's very low premium because that's actually, now that I mention it, that's, that's actually something that we were looking at. That's how I found the co-op because uh, we're healthy people. I was paying for naturopath anyway. That's one of the reasons I didn't go through my work for insurance is they would not cover naturopathy. I was paying out of pocket for it, but it wasn't counting towards my deductible or it wouldn't have counted towards my deductible. So I didn't even want to do it. And ultimately what ended up happening was I just funded my own healthcare. Uh, And when things go sideways, I work out payment plans with the, you know, the institutions until things get taken care of. And that's essentially what, um, what we did to work around that insurance. So if you have any questions about that, you know, feel free to DM me uh, at the Passive Income Examiner on Instagram is a great way to connect. You can follow me there as well. But I hope this was helpful. I mean, you know, like I said, to begin with, this is a journey. This isn't something that you can snap your fingers and it happens overnight. Expect it to take a process, be a process. Expect there to be stepping stones. Expect there to be problems that come up and people who try to hold you back. Really listen to your intuition. Really listen to the guidance coming from within and stick to it like it is gospel truth. And then because the way I believe is if you're guided, then it's meant it is literally what is your intention. It is what you are here to do. So follow that with fervor. 
All right. Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps up today's episode and part two of this mini series. Let me see what we're going over. Overcoming the struggle from struggle to shine. Yes, that's going to be next week. Uh, That is a lot of mindset, but there is a lot of struggle. And I want to give you some tools about how to mentally deal with that as you walk through this journey. And I'm sending you light and love and praying over you that your journey is blessed and that your results are, are fruitful and that your side hustle can soon become your main hustle. All right. With that, friends, I leave you as the Passive Income Examiner until next week. Bye for now.